Everybody, if you're watching right now as I speak, make sure you hit the share button. The only way we're gonna save lives is by sharing the truth, not just liking. If you just like these videos, ultimately it doesn't get to nearly as many people as is needed. We need this type of information to get out to the masses so that we can save lives, we can give people the truth. All right, I just thought it was funny because I spelled truth, T-R-O-F-F, T-R-O-O-F. I don't know. I make myself laugh. I'm in a really good mood today. I'm looking forward to getting this information to you. Hang in there throughout this video. Make sure you're sharing it regularly in groups and, and, and different pages on Instagram, everywhere else. Make sure that you like the Facebook page, uh, The Wild Doc. Make sure you go search The Wild Doc on YouTube. Um, like us there. Like us on Insta, Tweet, and whatever else there is out there. Um, we'll be good. So. Looking forward to this, we're going to go over a Corvelva, the MMR analysis, and vaccinate gate, vaccine gate. All right, they went through and did an independent analysis. It's an Italian uh, laboratory that did an independent analysis. They have been uh, given vials of vaccinations or vaccines like the MMRV, that would be the measles, mumps, rubella, varicella vaccine uh, that is uh, made by companies like Merck and they're evaluating these vaccines for what is in these vaccines. So we're going to be going through that. I don't have the time and I'm not going to go through the entire uh, outcome of this independent laboratory analysis, but you will be able to get the links. TWD in the links right now on Facebook in the comments and you will be able to acquire all the references that I'm utilizing throughout this entire video. So any research that I quote from, any research that I show you, any research or uh, even articles that I go through in this video, you're going to see the, uh, you're going to get those links. So you're going to be able to be equipped with the direct or the original reference in research to be able to go out and fight this battle along with me. So you can say to somebody, this isn't the wild doc's opinion, this isn't the wild doc in some um, rogue website that's giving you this information. No, I am citing everything that I'm going through and everything that you'll find as far as research, you'll find on PubMed and different research journals. So again, MMRV, Corvella, what did they find? I, I wanted to bring you this one because of the reality of what the MMRV vaccine can do to our children. I recently went through another video, and you'll get the links to that in, in, within this. Um, that will be to a video where I compare and contrasted um, the use of vaccinations like the MMR vaccine and others with the research that shows us that the evidence of safety of these vaccines is extremely lacking. It's not really there. It's not really generated by quality evidence. So when somebody says a vaccine is safe and effective, you know what? They're not really telling you the truth because the evidence isn't there to say that. And in fact, this Corvelva analysis of the MMR V vaccine found that there was very low amounts of the rubella antigen in there. So the rubella virus was at low amounts. Thus, maybe that's why they couldn't find any evidence of actual effectiveness against rubella with the MMR vaccine in a Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews. That is some of the information I'll be going through in this video. This will be in a segmentized, uh, is segmentized an actual word or not? I don't know, but I just made it up. Segmentized video series. So again, Corvella and MMR vaccine, what did they find in independent Italian laboratory analysis? One of the things I wanted to point out for everybody was this right here, sarcoplasmin calcium binding protein. So for short, SCP is what we're gonna call it because that's what they call it in the research. So that right there is what? It's a protein found in shellfish, folks. So when you go and you just search on PubMed, you look at 
Allergy and Immunology, Journal of Allergy and Immunology, International Archives of Allergy and Immunology. Guess what? You find that SCP is an allergen or a human allergy. Comes from crustaceans are widely consumed in delicious foods. Yes, they are. Oh my gosh, everybody loves crawfish. Kind of a little crawfish boiled down in Tennessee here. All right. But are simultaneously recognized as one of the most common causes of IgE mediated food allergies. What is that? It's more of a severe anaphylactic reaction. So that would be like breaking out in hives, you know, Will Smith uh, on Hitch, you know, that kind of reaction. Um, really cool guy. I like him. He's a good guy. Um, immediate. I don't really know him. I just feel like I'd be a good guy if I was friends with him. Immediate. And if he wants to be because he watched the video, I would love to. And we talk more about vaccines and stuff like that if you want to. Immediately after ingestion of crustaceans, sensitized individuals develop adverse reactions such as urticaria, inflammation of the skin, hair follicles, things like that, asthma, diarrhea, even life-threatening anaphylaxis. So if you ingest these things after you've been sensitized to it, and we're going to talk about how you get sensitized to these things, and you will see that the um, Institute of Medicine, uh, these places have actually admitted that via vaccination, by vaccines, you are injected with such things as SCP, again, this protein molecule, this molecule that comes from crustaceous animals, I guess you'd follow fish and different things like that, okay? So you get these invertebrates, and so technically, scientifically, the term is invertebrates. We're a vertebrate, you know, that's why I'm a chiropractor, because your vertebrate is very important for your overall health. Squirrel, get out of the room. All right, we report here that <laughs> 20 KDA allergen is a sarcoplasmic calcium binding protein SCP and that the, the distribution of IgE re reactive SCPs is probably limited to shrimp and crayfish. So that's where they come from. Anyways, just to be able to show you there that human allergens, humans are very allergic. You probably know somebody who has a crayfish, a shellfish, you know, those types of allergies. Well, where did they get them from? How are they sensitized? How did we train their immune system to literally respond in such a massive inflammatory histamine response? How do we train the human body to do that? Well, it was your vaccines, I'm sorry. See, this is something that people don't, aren't told. They're not, they don't get this information from their medical physician, but reading here from the Journal of Developing Drugs, evidence that food proteins and vaccines cause the development of food allergies and its implications for vaccine policy. A Nobel Prize winner, Nobel laureate Charles Richet, uh, demonstrated over 100 years ago that injecting a protein into animals and humans causes immune system sensitization to that protein. Thus, when you look, how did we get this? Well, you have to be sensitized to this protein coming from crawfish or crayfish or shellfish. All right. Subsequent exposure, the protein can then result in an allergic reaction of anaphylaxis, which anaphylaxis food allergies kill about 200 people. They estimate it's not a tract um, death, uh, uh, risk of death or a uh, cause of death, according to the CDC, but it is estimated to be roughly 200 people in the United States die from anaphylaxis from food allergies. Where do most of these food allergies come from? Well, now we know by injection of what's in, according to the latest analysis by this independent laboratory, Corvelva, we find out that a crustaceous protein, a protein found in shrimp and crawfish or crayfish is in the MMRV vaccine. Um, allergens going on in that study I just mentioned. Vaccines and injections contain food proteins such as chicken egg, casein, oh, cow's milk protein. 
Chicken eggs. Oh, who's a bit allergic to eggs? Gelatin, soy, agar. Um, they also contain ingredients such as polysorbate 80 and sorbitol, which are manufactured using food sources. So how do we get all these other uh, food-related allergens? Because you can get an IgE allergy, and then you also should be tested for IgG allergies, which I call are more like a smoldering infection, or a, not an infection, but a smoldering uh, allergy. So you may eat that, but you may not swell up like Will Smith on hitch, but you know what happens? You still generate a lot of inflammation in the body. You trigger the immune system. Your immune system has to go and attack that. It can prolong or exacerbate autoimmune conditions, things like that. So that's why we do testing like that in my office. But anyways, going back to the subject at hand, checking with a few suppliers, polysorbate 80 sourced from various foods such as coconut, who has a coconut allergy out there, whether IgE or IgG, palm oil, sunflower, tapioca, white, wheat, or uh, not white, white corn, I mean wheat and corn. Other vendors could be using other vegetable oils like legume oils, trees, tree nuts, uh, nut oils are sources of oleic acid used in the manufacture of polysorbate 80. So by injection of these things that are ingredients in vaccinations, polysorbate is an ingredient in a vaccine. I don't know why, I guess it's, I have no clue why actually. I'm not even going to try to explain it. But Corvelva also found. So going on to the next segment of this analysis, again, TWD in the links here on, or in the comments here on Facebook, and you get all the links to the research articles in this one right here. Corvelva also found this independent Italian laboratory found what? Rubella was detected. So rubella was detected in a very low number of copies. Well, that's interesting because the Cochrane database is systematic reviews from 2012, did an analysis of a massive body of evidence, looked at, a, looked at all the available evidence out there on this vaccine for risks and benefits and effectiveness data and science that proved it's safe and effective. What did they come to the conclusions of? Well, make sure that you note that even though it says they couldn't find in the data they had analyzed, but again, this was a very strict criteria for the analysis. They wanted high quality evidence. And I will admit, with the CDC calling and scientific world calling the 2004 journal, or, uh, journal of Pediatrics saying that the MMR vaccine doesn't cause autism and yet we have a whistleblower, William Thompson, who's come forward, works for the CDC and confessed to committing fraud with that research, you know, but we still call that quality evidence. You know what? I would consider quality evidence coming from people like Exley and other researchers that are finding that vaccines are causing autism. But here we go. I want you to kind of understand this since I am giving you the link to this. Understand that just because within the study criteria they looked at, the quality evidence they looked at, the type of studies, and that's specific. They were looking for a specific number of types of research. They wanted a type of research, all right? The MMR vaccine they couldn't find associated with autism, asthma, leukemia, hay fever, type 1, and these other conditions. But the reality is most of those conditions were never even studied. They weren't looked at in the research that they evaluated. So they can't say, yes, we found evidence for an association because the evidence they have looked at didn't look at the association of vaccines in some of these conditions. So, and others did though, there was evidence within that. So, author's conclusions, here's the specific thing you need to take away from this Cochrane Data Systematic Reviews, which is considered for a while the gold standard of medical review boards. Specifically, one of the top research journals out there for not having significant bias due to financial ties to drug industry. Now we're seeing a major problem with Cochrane Database, they're being corrupted as well. So, Author's conclusion, design reporting safety outcomes of the MMR vaccine studies, both pre and post-marketing, are largely inadequate. 
So what does that mean, folks? That means that the evidence and quality of evidence there for safety and effectiveness is largely inadequate. Meaning, medicine doesn't want to look at what they know to be true. That's the truth. All right, the evidence of adverse events following immunization with the MMR vaccine cannot be separated from its role in preventing the target disease. So even if the MMR vaccine prevented all of these diseases, even mumps, measles, um, rubella, and chickenpox, if it prevented all of those illnesses, what if it causes encephalitis like it does and inflammation in the brain and thus brain damage and death, which the court has awarded hundreds of children and individuals with brain damage due to this vaccine? You know what? What if it causes food allergies? Oh, we know it does. What if it causes asthma, allergies, all these things? Folks, you cannot separate. If you desire to, re to reduce the incidence of measles or mumps or rubella or chicken pox, you cannot say just because we reduce those infections that the benefit outweighs the risks unless you actually look at the risks. That's what this means. And the problem is they don't want to look at the risks. Let me go back to that real quick. I apologize for that. But up at the top, we did not identify any studies assessing the effectiveness of the MMR vaccine in preventing rubella. Hmm, that's probably because independent laboratory tests on the MMR vaccine, which includes the MMR, rubella was not detected, was detected in a very low number of copies. Thus, you're not getting an adequate immune response. So what can we take away from this, folks? What can we take away from this segment of the Corvelva um, analysis? If there's low amounts of the virus, low amounts of the rubella virus detected in these samples, and we see in the Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews that they can't find effectiveness for this vaccine in preventing rubella, yet today we don't have. So we have an ineffective vaccine, a vaccine that doesn't have evidence of, of effectiveness, and now an independent laboratory test shows us that it wouldn't have adequate or has low amounts of the rubella virus in there, so then we now know why it's not effective. So take all that information and then say, now today, do we have congenital rubella like never before? Do we have rubella occurring on high rates? German measles is what rubella is. Do we have the, all that happening? No, no. So we have an ineffective vaccine. And if you watch, I, I, there's nurses out there on Facebook giving videos about having their titers ran. And guess what you hear all the time? They're never immune to rubella. Folks, take that into account. We're not seeing death and disease and destruction due to rubella, but we don't have an effective vaccine and nobody's immune. Herd immunity is a joke. Did I just like spike there, my voice? Was that too loud? I'm good, all right, cool. Get that, folks. So we have an ineffective vaccine. We have proven herd immunity wrong, at least with this illness right here. If there's no effectiveness injecting that portion of the vaccine into people has no benefit. And without an effective vaccine, now we can show that the vaccine wasn't what reduced the illness and mortality and congenital rubella rates in America. It doesn't work, but we're not having this disease destruction and, and lives threatened and ill children, all with rubella. So we don't need the vaccine. Thus, the vaccine is unnecessary, at least in terms of rubella with this short segment 
and we'll go through more later. Like I told you, uh, this was going to be multiple segments for this video. I want to kind of take a quick break, not like break and move away. But what I'm going to do is kind of look on Facebook. I want to kind of see what my listeners are, are saying, that kind of thing. Uh, Brittany, I appreciate you being on. If you're still there with us, Tracy says, woohoo, looking forward to Wisconsin, the Madison Rally, looking forward to being there. Elizabeth, uh, they are blocking me from sharing WTF. I knew there was a reason we had no, this low number of people. We're getting censored, folks, so make sure you're tagging people. So tag people in the comments right now, friends and fellow uh, awakened people to this or people you want to know this information. Tag them in it if you cannot share it. Um, Laura says, I just found an excellent article. Thank you for that. I'll try and take a look at it later. A bunch of people doing the TWD, TWD in the comments, gets you all the links to this information as well as videos I've done on this subject in the past. Uh, Clarice says, in every video of yours I've seen, it's always been strictly factual and science-based. Thank you for doing that, doing what you do. Absolutely, Clarice. I am trying to be one of those people that allows you guys. It's tough because I got to do a lot of reading. This is one of the biggest things that uh, hinders my ability. I love Dell Big Tree. I love some of the people putting out the information out there, but I see a lot of things even um, that aren't necessarily uh, as strong factual as I would like to. I'm not telling Dell, I'm or Dell, and I'm telling, I'm saying like I've seen other of these websites, not Dell. Dell has been really, really good. Now I would like for some specifics in the language. No, they didn't do safety trials before vaccines came to market. Probably the biggest one I would want to point out is that I'll he hear him and others, and he knows this. Um, they didn't do. He's talking about clinical trials prior to the vaccine coming to market. They didn't do clinical trials on placebo-controlled trials to see that the vaccine was truly effective before they marketed it and sold it to Americans and before it was FDA approved. But there are trials out there on placebo-controlled trials on vaccines like pneumonia vaccine, uh, influenza vaccines, there's animal trials, there's children, there's uh, no, non-treatment trials. So they watch this group of children get the vaccine and this group of children not get the vaccine and watch what happens. And every one of those shows that death, disease, and suffering is less in the unvaccinated. Just look at Japan, folks. One of the biggest things I think that people could take um, real quickly away from this point I'm going to point out to you all is say, you know what, am I doing what is right for my children? If somebody wants to claim that I'm not doing what is right for my children by not vaccinating, I could say, you know what, I'm doing what Japan does. More than any other country out there, Japan has the lowest number of mandated vaccines, and they're not mandated, suggested vaccines, and it has some of the highest rates of vaccine refusal or exemptions. Yet Japan, in all the industrialized world, has the lowest rate of infant mortality. So what do I want as a father? What should we ask and tell everybody? What do you want as a parent? If somebody's questioning whether they're vaccinated or not, ask them, what do you really, really want as a parent? You want to what? You want a child who is healthy and well and is alive. Do what Japan does don't vaccinate or vaccinate the very least.